Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to welcome once again Christian Stanfield to the podcast. It was a fantastic conversation. We talked about the new album, we talked about their new songs, we talked about where the church is going and the importance of actually setting aside our own desires when we're trying to get into worship ministry and just trusting that God is going to take us where He wants us to go. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast. We wrote this song with Sean and I with um, Jesse Early and uh, Jeff Soika, and we wrote it um, at one of our songwriting camps leading up to Passion, and actually it started when we were all in um, the room together, like a bunch of songwriters all in a room together, and just praying before we started writing songs, and um, we, I, I actually was sharing around um, how um, David prioritized the presence of God and he prioritized bringing the Ark of the Covenant back. And um, we were just talking about just just that that beauty of, you know, reading that in scripture, um, how David prioritized that. And so that word priority kind of got in our, like, got in our heads. Yeah. And we, I, I, I went in, you know, from that big prayer group, went into the room with Jeff and Sean and Jesse, and we started talking about that word priority and like what happens to our priorities when Jesus comes into view and everything just kind of refocuses and reframes and everything gets put in its right place. And so we, the, the song kind of came out of the conversation about that idea, you know, um, and you know, <laughs> Ever since Passion started, this has been a song that we have sung in some some form or another. Mm. Um, you know, Passion from the very beginning has been all about the glory of God. Um, how uh, the idea that we are the truth, that we are created by God for God, but also that God is most passionate and most committed to His glory. Yeah. And so, in some form or another, we've we've been singing this song. It's all about you for a long, long time. Really, all of heaven has been singing it. All of creation has been singing it. <laughs> right. It is. It's the truest reality that we live in. That that is the truth. Um, the realest thing happening right now is that God's story and God's kingdom is all around us and unfolding all around us. And so, this song, I I, I became very attached and committed to this song because it was like. It was like uh, ringing a bell and going, hey, this is why we're here. This is the whole reason we exist and we have breath. Uh, whether we know it or not, this is what in him we live, we move, we have our, our being. Uh, the reason we exist is to bring this kind of praise and glory to God. Um, yeah. Every second, every breath. I even say this in the uh, live recording. Every second, every breath, every day, every moment, it's saturated in this truth that it's all about Jesus. And so it, this song really felt like kind of like, again, just ringing a bell and going like kind of clapping your hands and going, hey, this is what it's all about. And not just for the students, but for us as songwriters, worship leaders, musicians, all that kind of stuff. So I love that uh, this song kicks the record off too, because it's sort of like just a call to what's really going on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it it's a blast to leave, man. Right, that's cool. What um, 
I mean, this song could be a good reminder, but like you, you said, like we have to like constantly line ourselves back in. Could you maybe speak to you personally? Like how do you as, you know, just like a, a worship leader or just in life, like how do you, how do you keep the main thing, the main thing when we're so easily shifted towards other things? Such a great, great question. Um, well, I, you know, I think relationship is built on the foundation of pursuit. Yeah. So if I want a relationship with Jesus, I want a relationship with my father, then there's a pursuit involved. So that means, um, committing time to it and, um, carving out space and a place to meet with God. And, um, for me, you know, that, that happens. I've got four kids, um, you know, married to my wife, Carrie, our life is very, it moves very fast. There's a lot going on. Um, (laughs) As every word too, I told yeah, totally all right. So you say amen, and all the parents out there say amen. Right. Um, but you know, my kids leave every day for school around seven thirty, and from about seven thirty to ten a.m., I've carved out that window of time to be still, to pray, to read. Sometimes I go on a run or go on a walk, and just fellowship with God. Just be with God. That's what you do with your with your people, with your friends, with the people that you love. And so I think it takes very, um, in, it takes intentionality. Um, yeah. I, I don't do that perfectly every day. There are some days where that can't happen just because of the nature of life. And on those days, um, you know, maybe I just find these little pockets of time throughout the day where I'm just having a conversation with God. But um, again, going back to what we were saying earlier about all about you, it's the, it's the understanding that, God is is with us everywhere we go. He's all around us everywhere we go and engaging in that reality. It it grounds me in the truth. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't get I don't get a like you said, it's so easy to just to get um distracted or detracted from that truth. There's so many things trying to, you know, voices and distractions pulling us away from that, but if I can plug into the God reality all around me throughout my day, yeah. Um, then, uh, I think, I think that's a positive. Again, we don't do that perfectly all the time, but sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear like, just as some kind of encouragement, like we always have our like phones right next to us, like in that intentional time with the Lord, like, do you put your yeah. technology away? Like, are you intentional on that? Or do you, just, are you full on? No, I got my Bible app and I'm listening to, you know, all that. Like, well, what's that look like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean. So if I'm on a walk or a run, it's do not disturb. I have my phone with me, but it's do not disturb. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, if an emergency or if my wife needs to get in touch with me, she can do that. But um, every everybody and everything else is gone. Uh, yeah. When I'm reading, I intentionally set my phone, like I don't have my phone with me. So, yeah. you know, I usually have like a, the analog, the paper version of my Bible. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and maybe, you know, another, another book or something, but it's, it's very like intentional. Like I just don't trust myself, you know, sure. like, if I have it close by, there's always going to be a reason something's going to be dinging and going off. And I'm going to reach for my phone. It, it's happened too many times. So yeah. I just know. Um, so yeah, I, I try to, I try to disconnect from technology as best I can. Sure. Just to be able to focus in. Yeah. That's good. Let, love to talk a little bit. You've, you've been involved in passion for so long. What? maybe just give a little bit of a 
little bit of your background, like a lot of our audience is going to, is going to be aware of like where you've come from and all that, but maybe just give us a little bit of your background and just kind of how, how's it been like to be a part of passion and we'll just yeah. kind of ask, ask questions as we go. I know that's a broad, broad thing, but yeah, like maybe just give us a little bit about, you know, what the Lord's been doing in it and like having such a span of like seeing so much of what God's done through it. Yeah, I was actually telling somebody this the other day, and this is going to sound like you know, a fabrication, but it's not. Uh, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, we started to hear rumors about passion and mm. kind of the, the aftershock of what God was doing at these passion gatherings was starting to make its way to our youth ministry. Yeah. And me and Brett Yonker, actually, who I lead with at Passion, he and I were in the same youth ministry, and we started leading passion songs listening to passion talks, watching the DVDs. So we were aware of passion, like in a sophomore year of high school. And, um, I was dating this girl in high school and I remember being at her house one night with her family for dinner and her dad, you know, I have daughters now. So like, I kind of understand what he was, <laughs> but he was like, you know, I'm this musician kid. I just have my guitar all the time and I talk about music and blah, blah. And he's like, what what do you want to do like with your life like what do you want to do yeah. and i kid you not man i was sitting at the table that night and i told him there's this group of people called passion and i don't know who they are i don't know i i, I don't know um how to get in touch with them or whatever but like i've i'm just really drawn to what god is doing through this ministry called passion and he was like I've never heard of it or whatever, but all that to say, um, you know, I didn't really ever do anything to, to get myself involved with passion. Like in, in my, on my own, like I didn't ever try to like lay the cards out right so that I would like meet Louie or do anything like that. But I just say that to say that God was magnetizing my heart to the movement of passion, like from a very young age. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't think it was hype. I don't think it was like, I'm just a fan of the music. It was more than that. Something in my spirit was connected to this movement and, um, a very natural series, um, normal, like natural series of events. I met Louie. He was speaking at the student conference. I was one of the worship leaders happened very seemingly random quote unquote. Yeah. We started a friendship and, um, and that led to me leading worship at Passion 05 and, um, in Nashville. And I, we've been a part of it ever since. My wife and I just, we fell in love with the people. Um, we could sense very clearly that God was, his hand was and still is on it. He was blowing wind into the sails of Passion. And, and then when the church started in 09, it was a, kind of a no-brainer for us. We were like we want to be a part of this church. And so we've been a part of building passion city church for the last 14 years. And, yeah. um, it, it's been, a, it's been a trip, man. It's been amazing. And, um, you're just getting to do life and ministry and music with all these people for so long. There's, yeah. there's a real treasure. There's a real treasure in it. And we're, we're seeing a lot of fruit. That's great. So now the next question because like, I know there's going to be people listening and say, well, I have these aspirations to be in this amazing ministry that I've seen or like heard about, like what, what's your encouragement for the, for the young, what well, I, I teach at the, the belonging co college. And so like, there's a lot of worship leaders oh, cool. look, looking for what they want to do. 
in the future? Like what, what encouragement would you have for the young worship leader that like feels called to worship lead, you know, maybe, you know, they'll listen to this and like, well, yeah, I can, how do I pray myself into that? And, you know, yeah, hard to bottle it all up. <laughs> like, and ultimately mm-hmm. God's going to do what he's going to do, but what, how can, how can they posture their hearts, I guess, would be not like, how can they force their way into something, but how, how would you suggest they handle um, aspiring towards worship leadership? Jeez. Well, I mean, a couple of things come to mind. I think the first thing is I would say, um, stoke the fire of your affection for Jesus. Yeah. Spend time in the presence of God. Um, get yourself under the authority of God's word. Um, it's, it all flows from that place, that, that private devotion and affection for God and his word and his presence fuels everything we do in life, whether it's on a stage or in a conversation with a friend. So I would say, first of all, fall in love with Jesus and make that the thing. Yeah. Um, there were so many years that I spent my teenage years, so many, so many days that I spent in my bedroom, just with my guitar and my Bible. And it was, this is such a gift maybe to my generation. I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have any social media. I had no overnight success, quote unquote option. It was like, I have to like, just get in there and practice my guitar, practice my singing, figure out how to lead myself in worship in my bedroom by myself and encounter the power of the presence of God. And all of that started to flow out into like my youth ministry. I'm like, I'm just going to do what I do in my bedroom on stage now. Yeah. So I would just say, do that. Go in your bedroom, open your Bible, get your guitar, get your piano, or don't get any instrument and just worship God and submit yourself to his authority and his word. And then, you know, practically, I would say, just do what's right in front of you. Um, take one step at a time. If some random church calls you in Oklahoma and says, we want you to come lead for our 27 middle school kids, yeah. just you and a guitar, fly to Oklahoma yeah. and figure it out <laughs> and, right. and, and do stuff for free. Like just go, go where the, go where God leads you. And, um, you just never know. Maybe you'll end up at the belonging co. Maybe you'll, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll end up at a church in Texas that no one's ever heard of. Like, just go with God and you'll end up where you're meant to be. For me, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't try to get myself to passion. I just was doing the thing that God had made me to do one step at a time. And then one day I met Louie and we became friends. And I wasn't like, hey, you want to go hang out? Hey, right. It was like, (laughs) It was more like this very natural, like friendship. And so uh, anyway, I, I just think sometimes we want it to look like something. We want it to be what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And God's idea for our life is different than we want it to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, in, in one of the Psalms, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I've always thought, man, that verse is so awesome, but the f- you have to do the first part, delight yourself in the Lord. Right. Well, then our, our desires change too. When we right. delight ourselves in the Lord, when I delight myself, yeah, we, we in jump the Lord. to desires like, Oh, I'm making, yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you delight yourself in the Lord and all of a sudden your desires align with, with his desires and his heart. And so 
that that's what that would be my encouragement to people yeah how i mean love to riff a little bit too like you said like i i, I say this often uh with younger worship leaders too like i didn't have the access to youtube and social media to you know would we would have crushed me 20 years ago like <laughs> getting into worship ministry <laughs> like what the, any any thoughts on that <laughs> Um, my thought, my thought is that I'm just so glad I didn't have it. <laughs> right. I know. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I, I I feel like I'm, I have a 16 year old, uh, my oldest is 16 and my daughter is 13 and we have a 10 and an eight year old, but I'm seeing it now, especially my 16 and 13 year old. Yeah. Just the, and they're not really even on social media, but you're just having a phone and access to their friends and text messages. It's there's a there's a pressure cooker and a tension that they feel and anxiety that rises just having this all this access to people and stuff and it's like god i'm just so glad i didn't have that um but but back back to you know what we were saying earlier there is a discipline in shutting it down turning it off putting it on do not disturb um there's a there's a clarifying you know thing and and I, you know, I, I, I will also say it's not the end of the world if you're not on Instagram. It's not the end of the world if you're not like you're going to be a more peaceful person. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be a more productive person. <laughs> you're going to be a more focused person. I know I am. You know, when I when I cut that out in seasons. So anyway, I just think again, you got to do what you got to do. Make the real thing the 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 most important thing. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned too, like the fruit of longevity um and i know like I, I think the statistic before covid was worship leaders tend to like jump jobs maybe every two two and a half years it's probably i should look it up it's probably worse than that now um mm. and that's just like normal for worship leaders like could you maybe speak to just how do you encourage someone to not jump at the first uh struggle or opposition yeah well, I mean, I think first of all, everybody's different and every story is different and every situation is different. Yeah, so I do believe there are, there are times where you need to move on and God leads people to different places. Um, I think that that happens and I think that that's great. Um, for us, you know, I can just speak for, you know, about our family, but, um, it has not been easy to stay in the same place for, uh, uh, how long has it been since 2005, uh, 18 years, <laughs> yeah, 18 yeah. years, most of my wife and I's marriage, um, it hasn't been easy to stay in the same place for yeah. all those years. Um, we've been through some incredibly fruitful seasons where it just, it's all awesome. And we're experiencing great, um, you know, productivity and, everything's firing on all cylinders. It just feels like, gosh, this is so awesome. Look at what God's doing. And then there have been other times where it, it really has felt like we are, we are going through hell together. And, um, and so we've, we've seen both. Um, but Ryan, both you and I know that is life. That is relationship. That, that is what relationship looks like. Right. Relationships can't be lived up on the mountaintop all the time. You go through the valley of the shadow. And I think, you know, this is one thing that we've learned is that um, the roots of relationship grow the deepest when, when you cry with people, when you go through, when you 
when you go through sorrow with with people you love, you hold people um, and just say, I'm here for you when it gets really hard. Or sometimes you have to navigate really tough, like professional stuff. You have disagreements. Um, and like all, all of that stuff happens, but man, we've just learned that like, A, there's no organization where that doesn't exist. So there is no perfect organization. There's no perfect church out there. Yeah. So that is a mirage. I'm not going to leave passion and go find somewhere that's like flawless. Um, so I guess my encouragement to somebody is I would just say it's going to be hard. It will not be easy all the time. Um, but I can tell you, you know, after 18 years of being with Louie and Shelley and a lot of the same people leading with the same people, um, the, the fruit and the treasure we are experiencing in this season right now, having been together for so long, it is so deep and it is so rich in the ministry that we're experiencing and we're getting to, to, to do together now is coming from such a deep place. And um, we would have missed it. We would have missed it if we had bailed when it got hard, if we had take, taken a seemingly like better opportunity, um, we would have we would have missed all of it. And um, so I guess that would be my encouragement that it will it will be hard, but it will yeah. also be awesome. Right, yeah. And then, and then ironically, like keep connecting with the Lord and the rest of it seems to become a lesser issue, right? Like you're not- Yeah, you're sure. Entirely on the career, yeah. That's great. And that's right. Yeah. Um, back a little bit, like how, how was this year's passion? Uh, like maybe give, give a little broad, broad stroke on mm. what did, what did the Lord do this time as compared to the other times or yeah, what was the big, the big thing? Um, well, you know, it, passion is, is really unique and cool in the way that, um, every year we're talking about a lot of the same stuff, you know, your name and your renown are the desire of our souls. You know, it's the same verse, the same heartbeat. Um, it has been from the beginning, which is really clarifying and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but the songs change, um, a lot of the voices and the leadership, you know, our, our team passion music is growing. So on this record, you're going to hear new voices and new leadership coming from people on our team, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, a guy named Landon Wolf, uh, who's a worship leader in our house at church. He's leading a song. Rachel Hallback um, is a, a worship leader at a one at our our church in Washington D.C. Shitima, um, who I think some people probably heard her sing a few songs with us before lead a few songs. Our our team is getting wider, um, which feels really cool. The songs have come th- from a, a really um, a deep place. I think in the last few years, we've all lived a lot of life and we've all experienced a lot of stuff yeah. and that's coming, that's coming out in the expression of worship and the musical expression of worship, which is really cool. Um, and you know, I think one of the reasons I talk so, um, excitedly about longevity and staying in one place is that this year in particular, and I don't know why it was this year, maybe it's because we have been through the fire together, but specifically this year, I felt the benefit of the depth of friendship in the way that we all led together. Um, not just musically, but, um, the way the speakers were all the, all these words that like God gave to these speakers, the way that, um, all these moments were stitched together 
um, that on stage, but also off stage, the camaraderie and the friendship off stage was so beautiful. Um, there was there was an ease and a just an easy. Um, we're just we're in we're in the current together with God, and we're just we're just going. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what yeah. um, that's what I sensed from from this year at Passion. Yeah, couple couple things sparked in mind there. I, I love love the fact that you guys bring new singers, uh, mm-hmm. new worship leaders on. You know, that's just been a consistent thing for you guys. Could you maybe uh, talk to the heart behind that a little bit? Encourage worship leaders to, you know, relinquish yeah. some some of that control. Yeah. Well, um, I would say it starts with relationship and you know commitment to each other. You know, these guys and these girls that I just mentioned, Landon and Rachel and Chitima. They've been in our house for a while, and we've spent a lot of time with them. They've been leading these worship leaders, you know, that I mentioned earlier, Landon and Chitima, Rachel, uh, myself, Melody, um, Brett. All, we've all been a part of Passion City Church for a while, and we've been in relationship with each other. And some of these younger worship leaders, um, we spent a lot of time with with these guys and these girls. Um I do want to point out, you know, our, our day-to-day worship leader or worship pastor is a guy named Jeff Johnson and his wife, Jordan Johnson. They do an incredible job pastoring and leading these young worship leaders and um, working out like what it means to like all these things we were talking about earlier, this private devotion and affection to God. Also, like just practically how you lead worship or like, you know, leading worship on stage. They do an amazing job, like walking with people, uh, pastoring people. Um, so I think it starts with relationship. You know, it's not just like going, "Hey, you have a good voice. You want to sing it, Passion? You, know, you want to learn right. a song?" <laughs> it's like, no. Like we we've like really invested time and connected with these people, and we they have first of all hearts that are just so full of humility, and they want to serve. Um, and and then they're also just incredibly gifted, you know, uh, musically yeah. and God's anointed them to do what they're doing. Um, but, you know, for me, the, you know, the way that I, the way that I look at it is, um, you know, we're, we're looking into the future and we're looking into, you know, what, it, what is next? Who is going to take this baton and run into the, you know, into the next season of, of passion. And, um, and uh, so I think I'm thinking that way. Um, but I'm also thinking that, you know, Passion City Church is a huge part of what we're doing at Passion Conference. So like the local church yeah. is now like the expression of the local church at Passion City Church is actually fueling and sometimes informing how we're leading at Passion. And so we 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 want it we want Passion to reflect what's happening at Passion City Church, which is bringing some of these younger these younger worship worship leaders in. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's the thing that, that everybody has heard talked about, but it really is so important. You know, um, you know, if, if, if I never, you know, raised anybody up or gave anybody else an opportunity, then it only goes as far as, as I go, you know, you always have to be looking to the next, the next thing. Yeah. I'm committed to that. So, yeah. Do you have any sense of like, and we're just with crystal ball at this point, but like, do you have any hopes or thoughts about where just kind of worship and the church is going after, you know, I, I keep like leaning on COVID after everything we've been through as mm-hmm. worship leaders, as churches, you got any thoughts on where 
especially with these young ones that you're working with, working with, like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. Or where um, you, oh, oh, I think from, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, I, 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 you know, this, this is just what I would say you might, but I think right now what I'm, what I'm, what I'm sensing at Passion City Church, um, and, and even just as I look out across what's happening in our country right now, there's this return to this simple, um, simple, patient pursuit of God yeah. this uncomplicated nature of just, you know, um, uh, you know, I just speak for me personally. Sometimes I, I forget that we don't have to jump through hoops to get to God, that Jesus went to the cross and did the work so that we could just come through an open door into the presence of God and experience the goodness of God. And so, um, I think, you know, that's what I'm hoping for and praying for right now for myself as a worship leader for our church, that there's this return to, uh, just that simple, um, just heart come as you are into the presence of God. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm sensing right now. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm hoping for. Sure. Um, yeah. What, what is like the, um, like a church service at Passion City Church look like for you guys lately? Like maybe just like practically, like what are the sets like? What kind of, you know, production are you guys doing? Just to like give us a picture. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I can, uh, on the worship side, um, you know, we have three different locations here in Atlanta. Yeah. So we've got three different worship leaders who are um, really tasked with leading their their teams and coming up with, um, you know, prayerfully coming up with a set list and figuring out where they want to go on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, so they're not all, they don't all have to lock into the same set. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's all different, diff- three different sets across Atlanta. Yeah. Um, we do some, we, sometimes we do link together. And so there has to be, sometimes we say like, Hey, you can do whatever you want for 22 minutes, but at 22 minutes, the host is going to come up and we're actually going to link with the other locations in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and that's really more of like, Hey, let's just get kind of everybody in the same room, like big family in the same room kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but, but no, it doesn't have to be the same set. Um, sometimes, you know, something that we're, we're trying now, which, you know, some churches out there are probably already doing this, but we're, we're trying to just say like, Hey, here are eight songs that we could pull from. And we're just going to like, just see. We're just gonna again just get in the river with God and see where it goes, and yeah. no real set plan, but just go. Let's just see what happens. And again, that comes from relationship with people, trusting right. these worship leaders, and go. We we're not just like you know saying that to everybody, but we're right. some of these worship leaders that we really trust. Like going, hey, we trust you to you know take our take our church on a journey. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's that's uh that's something we're doing right now um yeah one thing that i i do i do love about passion city church is um it's not you know the musical worship team and production team and the preacher and then the host it's like it's not like siloed like it's not all different things but it's we're all working together to make this gathering feel like a cohesive thing like we're all aiming toward the same 
the same goal and the same thing. Yeah. Um, so that, that is one thing that, um, I, I have, I have always appreciated about passion city church. Um, yeah. as there's not like one department is more important than the other, but we're all, we all really just want people to see Jesus and encounter the power of God, experience the power of God. And, yeah. um, how can we do that together? And so that, that takes an open handedness and, um, flexing sometimes on songs or time, but trusting the other people involved and going, I know we all want the same thing. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, that's killer. You have maybe to, to, to wrap it up, like, is there like any one or two amazing moments from this last passion that just like really struck you? Yeah. Um, so I, we, we did two different cities. We were in Fort Worth, um, uh, before the new year's. And then we were Atlanta after new year's. So we did two different gatherings. Yeah. And in Fort Fort Worth, we had a couple different speakers. David Platt was one of the speakers there. And um, he got up during his time and he started talking about the power of the word of God and um, how, you know, we all stand and we shout, we lift our hands when musical worship is happening, but then the word of God comes and we all get, you know, we all sit down and mm. and um, he was really encouraging us that there could be this this expressive nature this responsive nature to the, to the word of God. And so he, he said, he had us all open our Bibles to Romans one. And then he just proceeded to quote Romans one through eight from memory, just quoted eight chapters of scripture. (laughs) And, and if you know, if you, if you know what I'm saying, I even, you know, I hesitate to share this, uh, cause it wasn't showy. It it didn't feel like, look at me. I've memorized all the scripture. It was just more like um, an exhortation, like rejoicing over the text. Like it was like his joy in the word of God was just coming through. And man, what happened in the room, people were weeping, people were shouting, people were standing up with their arms up, people were kneeling. Um, it, it was it was such a beautiful move of God in that moment. And then... Um, just so so beautiful and then after david was done sean came up and you know sean had just he had been through a lot with his family at the end of the the last year and he was leading from just such a vulnerable raw place and he led this new song called another glimpse and it was so holy um the chorus of that song says um with every lap around the throne, I get another glimpse. You are holy, holy, holy. And it was just holy, holy, holy. Like the moment just felt like that. So yeah. there were so many moments like that where you just, you really sensed like, this isn't something we planned out on paper. Like this isn't something that like we thought would be a good idea. This is something God is doing. Yeah. Um, and, um, and there was, you know, the big, it's, it's the big production. There's a lot of lights. The stage was just beautiful. Golly, man, the stage was so beautiful. Our team did such a good job. Um, but but at the heart of it, it's what what we were just saying just just a second ago. Like, it at the heart of it was just this simple, just heart to love God and experience God, um, and just come into the presence of God, just just as we are. Yeah. And um, I think that that's God. God meets you there. You know, when, when you, when you come before him and 
you come humbly and hungry and uh and you're like i'm not i'm not i don't i know i don't have to do anything to win your approval you already approve of me. you already love me yeah. i'm already your son i don't have to do anything to make you smile over my life you love me just come to him like that and just and just experience the goodness of of god um that that was what we were sensing their passion and um yeah it was a beautiful time man Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, head on over and find us on whatever social media platform. You got TikTok, Instagram, we are everywhere. Shoot us a DM. We love chatting with you. And uh, the, the keyword this time, if you've listened this far, is Millennium Falcon. Go DM us Millennium Falcon. We'll love it.